Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Are you PNLP? This is the Premier Non-League Podcast. Here we are once again, episode 62 of the Premier Non-League podcast with Tackle This Together. We're we're almost, almost at a full house, but James is off gallivanting around the world once more. And he's, well, I think we'll have to rename him Phileas Fogg or something, won't we, chaps, I think. But <laughs> tonight I've got Chris, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. Very well indeed. Gaz, you all right? Yeah, good man, you? And a welcome back from his n- non-league podcast sabbatical it's pete how you doing mate yeah i'm not too bad mate good to be back good good um we've got plenty to um crack on with as usual because so much happens in two weeks of us recording it's crazy stuff but as we record here on a monday in seven days time maidstone will have kicked off against coventry city in the fa cup fifth round obviously the last non-league club standing in the competition last week the FA announced a new FA Cup deal didn't they where it's going to move away from a double terrestrial free-to-air set of channels to TNT and either a BBC or an an ITV. We've seen it before where the FA Cup's gone to Sky or it's gone to BT and they've had a little bit of a a little bit of um, terrestrial coverage as well but do we think they should have just waited until they got everything sorted out before they announced the deal last week? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just it's just typical of football these days, isn't it? Um, and you can name other sports as well, which has gone away from terrestrial to these pay-per-view channels, subscription channels. I, I think it's just totally wrong. I think they can look at other sports. If you look at like BBC... They have. They still have the World Snooker Championship, the UK Snooker. Um, they still and ITV obviously still like has the Grand National, the Derby, etc., etc. Surely the FA Cup 
is as important as, if not more important than those competitions. So if BBC and ITV still have those, why can't they have the? Why don't they keep the FA Cup? So it is symptomatic in many ways of how fo- football itself is governed now. Um, I'd say the same thing. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, it's very sad. It is considering obviously the coverage they've given non-league clubs this year. I think only one round were we a little bit disappointed, weren't we, with the TV choices, and then the yeah. second round they really went to town with it. But um, you know, looking back, looking back to earlier this season when we had three clubs from Step Four in the Ishmael South East League, all in the first, yeah, first round proper. And yeah. how many clubs had heard of Cray Valley before they pitched up at Charlton? How many people knew where Sheffy were? How many people? We're following Ramsgate, you know, it's it's really given non-league a bit of an identity this year, and you can just sort of see it being stripped away again over mm. the new TV deal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and obviously, we we can't. I mean, if you look at the the BT and now TNT deal with the National League, yeah, it's great. It's great that you know that that BT as it was then took the plunge and and, and backed the National League system. But at the end of the day, it's still not free to air. So, so the um, exposure isn't what it could be had terrestrial TV did the same. Um, but it's, I think, it has been. I think it has been a real bumpy. Sorry, I, I was just going to say you, you've you've hit a real point there because obviously you know all these big TV deals come down to finances, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. BT taking on sort of national league, etc. There's an opportunity for the terrestrial channels because it wouldn't probably cost them that much to take on non-league football. Absolutely, it's had such a shot. So that so the for Maidstone at Ipswich was on terrestrial TV. So non-league football, as you say, Trev, had a real shot in the arm this this winter. Um, it would be a good. T- I don't know when the the TNT deal ends, but you're right, Pete. It would be good. You look at what's happening with the women's super league. Um, you know that gets terrestrial exposure. Why can't non-league football? And um, even if it was the red button, even if it was the BBC red button or something like that, or you know, you've got ITV one, two, three, and four. There has to be room in the schedules for some non-league football, and it would it would get a lot of people in, in, involved. But um, who are we? Who are we to come up with ideas like that? Eh? <laughs> They've paid sixty-six million quid for that FA Cup deal. Over how many years? Uh, four years. Uh, you're telling, lot, you're, you're telling me that the BBC and ITV can't club together that much money to keep it exclusive? Mm. Peanuts, peanuts. It, well, it just goes to prove, guys. The FA Cup, it's just been diluted. If you look at the next round, it's midweek. It's, midweek, yeah. yeah. So it just—it's—it's it's a competition that is no longer seen by the footballing higher echelons as something that's worthwhile. Um, and it's, it's its all been watered down since, I'll never forget it, it was when Man United pulled out of it, wasn't it? Ever, yes. Yeah. Ever, mm-hmm. ever since yeah. then, it's, it's yeah. been watered down and watered down. And, and yeah, I, I think that that was the start of the death knell, couldn't they? Yeah. yeah nothing, Just when... Nothing to do with me. Yeah. <laughs> Just when it's had a shot in the arm, you know, with non-league, with Maidstone, um, and that comes up, it's just a, it's sad, it's sad. But anyway. It is. But let's move on to the two FA competitions that 
that we still uh, get a plenty, plenty of coverage from, especially from the non-league paper. The FA Vars and Trophy quarterfinal draws were last Monday. Um, I'm hoping one of you three actually has them to hand because I've left yep. the non-league paper in the living room. Good lad. Um, yep. Now, if I'm right, the FA Vars completed their last 32 games at the weekend, so they've now got the eight clubs remaining, haven't they? Yeah. I haven't had that one on. I have that one. Here you go. Yeah. And Steel Town, former winners, still in it. Travel to Lincoln United. Yep. Yeah. On the go way. On. You um, get the other three fixtures. Oh, I'm, I'm not that good, Gaz. I'm not that good. you got mm. North, North Greenford United against Romford. Yes. Um, Worcester City against AFC Emily. Yep. And then Great Wakering Rovers against Falmouth Town. So Falmouth had, a, Falmouth had a cracking result. We mentioned them a few weeks ago, didn't we? They were um, they chartered their own jet to um, fly to Jersey and uh, knocked out knocked out the Jersey Bulls um, on, uh, yeah. on the way through. And uh, um, I think the one that probably sticks out a little bit, Worcester, Worcester top of their division, I think. If I'm right, they've only lost one or two league games this year and North Greenford against Romford's another cracking mm. tie as well. But you're getting to the point now where you can really... Since non-league days coming, really coming round the corner fast. Um, and if we have a look at the trophy as well, what what tie stands out? I think Bromley versus Barnet as a second and third, and Barnet away again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> away from home. <laughs> I think I could, I think um, saw a stat on 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 Twitter from um, Kirk, Kirk Raymond, one of our management team, and I think we've had something like. Three home ties in twenty-three cup games in the last two to three years. I saw is, that as well. I think that yeah, was the numbers. Horrendous draw, horrendous we've had. So if we make it to Wembley this time around, we don't we haven't, haven't half done it the hard way again. But there's still some good sides left in there. And as we record on Monday, there's still two ties to take place on the Tuesday, which have both had their venues switched thanks to waterlogged pitches. Mm. Fancy, fancy Gateshead this year for the trophy. It, I think that's something that they're for, they're going to focus on. They've got a home draw, haven't they? They got a home draw. Yeah, yeah. We're quite it's, glad we avoided going to Gateshead again. Yeah, it's Peterborough Sports. Yeah, I fancy Gateshead turning Peterborough Sports over. They um, got the experience as well, Gateshead. Were they last? Is it last year? Were they there? Yeah, yeah, last year. Year. yeah, yeah. 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 They play. They play a very good brand of football, and mm. I just, I, I don't know. I just to get through Peterborough, which I, I, they should, and I can't see an upset there. I really can't. Um, I, I, I would, and in the in the Vars, Emily have. Um, I'm going to keep an eye on Emily. They've just beaten Wickham in, in in the last sixteen, and that was a that was a that was a big win for Emily. That so, I want to keep an eye on them and as they move forward. And if I'm right, Gaz, there's going to be a non-step one side guaranteed in the semi-finals, isn't there? Uh, yeah, I couldn't figure out who um, who was what because I'm just on Google. So, yeah, Macclesfield are there. And uh, I'm guessing they're going to be playing either Stortford or Colville Town. Yep, who replay on the Tuesday night, which has been moved to Averley mm. as well. So, uh, they... Those ties are not till the 9th of March, so I believe I think we record again before we actually get the quarterfinals played. So we won't actually need to talk about them the next time round. So 
There we go. That's 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 the FA competitions tied up and, and out the way. Now, I've had a lot of managerial changes as per the norm and uh, a few ground shares we want to talk our way through as well. <laughs> some interesting um, bits and pieces that, that have come up. Um, we'll start with Eastleigh, who dispensed with the services of Richard Hill on Saturday after losing to Ebbsfleet, who incidentally announced Danny Searle as their new manager during the week last week after two draws in his first, first two games. We've seen Kelvin Davis come in already this afternoon uh, before we recorded, um, less than 48 hours after after Hill was was given the bullet. Now, we've seen in the past that likes of David Unsworth coming in, Phil Brown, his, his spell at Southend when he was there a couple of years ago, that not having the knowledge of the National League seems to cause people a few problems. But why is that? Because the national the national league is it's a it's a completely different ball game, isn't it? I think we we it, I, I was speaking to you about it this afternoon, and I just obviously I want him to do well, but I can't see it happening in the slightest. He's got no man. The only management experience he's got is caretaker at Southampton. And that's it. I mean, go on. That's it. That's it. I was that was all I had to say. No, no, fair enough. I mean, I was going to say, you know, same similar to Woking going for Michael Doyle as well. I like the fact clubs are thinking outside the box and not just getting the names that have done it before. They've been out of a job only a few months at a, a, a previous club, but all these guys are obviously coming in because the clubs are in trouble. Um, you know, Danny Sell's got the experience with Aldershot before, where he did a reasonable job. Um, he's been out and managed in Ireland and the Czech Republic in the meantime and now come back. But Michael Dawes has experience as an assistant at Notts County, but these guys have got to hit the ground running. But have they got enough to be able to do that to get these clubs out of trouble and into the positions they should be in? No, I can't say it working. I mean, I, you're right. The thing about the National League is it's we, we, we see it time after time. It's basically League Three. But it's just, it, it it's not just that. There's a lot it's it's still in some ways part time or hybrid and it's a different animal. It's a completely different and we've talked about part time, full time in previous podcasts. And you've got these all these different scenarios, these different clubs with different models. And it is it's just a completely different animal. If you haven't got the experience of it. You can easily get caught up in what you think is going to happen in games, but it, the the teams you're up against are completely different to what you've expected and what, what you've experienced in previous competitions if you've been in the football league. So, you know, I think you're right. I think it's a, it's a, it's, it's, I don't think it'll work. Sometimes players are a fit. Sometimes players fit, and sometimes they don't. I don't see this as a fit. I mean, Pete's sitting there nice and quiet because he's probably glad that Adam Hinchwood's not been tapped up. <laughs> but you, were, you, you, were, you were trying to wind, trying to wind me up on Saturday night on the way home. I, mean, I was <laughs> trying to wind you up again this afternoon as well, but you've lost your phone. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, the thing is, when managers do well as well, they're always going to get talked about for jobs that that come up, however secure they are in um, you know any any anywhere else, which I think is. And a measure of, of what they've done and achieved so far. Hinch wouldn't have probably been the only one that um, possibly his name might have been mentioned. But <clears throat> excuse me, I think the fact that that Kelvin Davis is in within forty eight hours as well um, 
you know, sort of suggest that it was on the cards. I mean, Eastley had no no wins in nine. They haven't they haven't won a league game since the twenty third of December, um, which tells you everything you need to know as well. But he's got a he's got a tough start, Kelvin Davis. I was having a, a look at it early, and I'm trying to remember now who's playing. I know he's got Oldham. He's got Oxford City on the Tuesday night away from home, who are who are bottom, which is a yeah. massive. Massive win. Bromley, Bromley yeah. Saturday. That's it, Bromley on uh, on on uh, TNT as well. Um, Oxford City, the only side to concede more goals than Eastleigh so far. <laughs> so I'm expecting something like a five-all draw on Tuesday evening because neither side can clearly defend. So um, we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll see how far that one goes in in that respect. I don't think we've had any other changes, have we? In the no, spoken about both of them divisions. That's, that's just been it. So, um, Tamworth, Chris. Yeah. Succeeded since December. What? Why? Why can no one score against them? Um, we did. Uh, South Shields did, but it was a one nil. It was a one niller. They are superbly well organised. Um, it's where you've got. We've just touched upon, you know, whether you are a fit for a certain club or a certain division. And everything at the club just fits. You know, they've come up from from the lower league and they've just, they've got it, they're just so well drilled, they're well organised. I, I, they're just, they're, and they, what they're doing, they're grinding out one nilers and nil nils and, and it's theirs to lose now. It really, really is their league to lose. Um so they are just superbly well drilled. They took, we broke, we finally broke them down um, back in November, and by it was a tough, tough night, tough, tough night. They're a great side. They're not gonna, they're not gonna bamboozle you, bamboozle you with fantastic football, real flair, but they're just good at what they do, and um, it really is their lead. To lose, if you look at the league table, Scunthorpe have dropped points, and they haven't. And if they have, Scunthorpe have dropped them as well. So, yeah, they're a very, very good unit. Fourteen points yeah. difference between the two. Oh, yeah. Twelve, sorry, yeah, twelve. My well, math is bad. And Scunthorpe, that's if Scunthorpe win the game in hand as well. It would, go, you know, and Scunthorpe are at our place tomorrow night, Tuesday night. So you'll know by the time you listen to this, you'll know the results. So. Um, Shields could make a real dent in the in the title race um, tomorrow night. They're just a very well drilled side, Tamworth, and it's it's like it's an old Sam Allardyce thing. You know, you start a game with a point, and if you don't concede, you'll at least get a point. Did you and, um, sort of drop off a little bit though when Jamie Jealous left for Warsaw in the in the window last month? Yes, yeah, slightly, slightly, um, a, li- a little, but but I've just if you look at that, was it is it nineteen goals conceded? Is it nineteen? Yeah, nineteen. Yeah. Unbelievable! Mm. Like in thirty odd games, just truly phenomenal. Yeah, especially that level. I mean, and in the in the North Division as well, Chris. Everyone beats each other quite regularly, don't they? As well, with how tight it is in that. Middle bit, so be that far yeah. clear is um is really good testament. I think Andy picks his first season at that level as well, isn't it? 
It is, and you just got to hope that there isn't another COVID. Otherwise, they'll get, if it gets null and voided. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So we're going to move on now to clubs and ground sharing. Um, I've I've never been a massive fan myself, literally because I saw Maidstone go go bust from selling their own ground and moving twenty mile up up the road to Dartford back in the late nineteen eighties. And funny enough, when I moved down to Sussex, it was one thing that Sussex never entertained, and they really softened their stance over the the last few few years as well. But the last um. The last week and a bit, we've seen a couple of clubs having a little bit of a move around. And we'll focus on Welling United, who mm-hmm. currently ground share themselves with Irith and Belvedere. And uh, we've seen some plans come out this last couple of days, haven't we, gents, that, have, um, that are moving Welling not just a few miles up the road, but probably a good 45 minutes to an hour journey to their home games next year. So... What are we think in the future is going to look like for Welling United? Oh. Less, less fans. Less fans. Well, yeah. yeah. South Shields had no ground for two years and had to play their games at Peter Lee, which was, I think, eighteen miles. I think it is, and crowds went from several hundred to, in some cases, less than fifty. So there you go. That's what happens. And Pete, you're due there, aren't you, tomorrow evening on Tuesday as Worthing. Worthing here yep. to Welling. Yeah, first, I'll be there, be there tomorrow. No, no, I've been to Welling before. It could be your last. <laughs> Is it Welling's ground? Yes. So why are Welling going and, and there's no... I haven't read anything about Erith and Belvedere going either. What? Well, Erith and Belvedere are staying put. Um, if, if, you haven't, if you haven't been to Parkview Road, obviously Pete and I myself been. have... Um, Irith and Belvedere have their own stand, changing rooms, club room area and everything on one side of the ground, which they put in when they moved in, when they sold their own right. ground. Okay. Welling have, obviously, their main stand on the other side with their changing rooms and everything else that's incorporated around there. As far as I'm aware, their changing rooms are in a state of disrepair and they're actually using Iris changing rooms. Um, we were up there in the FA Trophy two Saturdays ago. Um, I knew that was the case, but I think the main stand as well has got to a point where it's it's not been quite condemned, but it needs a lot of work to bring it up to National League South standards again. Because Irith are only at step four, and However. in likelihood they might drop back down to step five again at the end of the season, that ground would be good enough for them to right, use. Okay. So um, Welling as well, in, in moving out, need to move to a ground that's at least National League South standard if they don't get relegated this year. So that ruled out Prey Valley Paper Mill and I think Phoenix Sports were two others that, that people have mentioned because they're both at step four at the moment. Um, yeah. Prey Valley, I imagine, is probably just about Moneyball for step three next year. Bromley said Bromley wanted too much money. Um, Ebsfleet and Dartford both said no. I Bromley was, can't refuse, can't, surely Bromley can't afford to be picky if they're losing the money they're getting from Cray. I don't think that, you know, they're, they're quite well bankrolled. I don't think they really okay. need the money. Um, I was slightly surprised Dartford said no because when Maidstone folded, 
uh, having ended up owning Dartford's Watling Street ground, Dartford managed to start the season and started it at Parkview Road. They only completed, I think, three games that season before they folded because they couldn't carry on. Um, and obviously, Welling doing them a favour. I know this is back in the, you know, uh, the early 1990s. I thought Dartford might have returned the favour, but clearly they don't want to. So then trying to find a ground that is then up to standards has pushed them all the way down to Tunbridge, um, which is a heck of a heck of a journey. It's a long on, way, isn't it? Yeah. On the plus side, they're not going to get the games called off because it's on a 3G. Yeah. But do you want that amount of travel for a, for a home game, let alone, you know, anywhere else the rest of the season? You're literally travelling for 46 games. It's going to make you think twice. Mm. Yeah. I mean, for us, home games, it's an opportunity, particularly on a Saturday, you know you're going to have a few beers, you're going to have this, you're going to have that. But if you have to travel like that, which often would mean the car, you can't have any beers and you, it would put you off. The right people would just put, it would make you think twice. And if everybody's thinking like that, you can at least knock 40% off your gate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they have, they have plans to redevelop it with flats. I'm assuming alongside where the main stand is, there's a bit of land there, which I'm assuming is what's going to then help pay for the, for the uh, development of the ground on that side as well. Um, that's what I was looking at because I was, you know, I was trying to cast my memory back to when it yeah. was there. And because behind the stand, Welling stand, yeah. um, you know, there's a there's a big metal fence and it's not very far away from the actual stands. So no. I was like, where are they finding the room? Haven't a clue. Oh, haven't a clue. I mean the, the housing. Yeah. The, I'm, you're I'm thinking in the, the housing the housing will bring income in. Yeah. But I'm like, is it is there something else going on here? Because I I didn't see the land for that many houses and a, and a football. There block. isn't. I think it's just going to be literally flat a uh, flat block that's going to fit literally like a tunnel alongside where it is. But that strip of land um, is going to be what makes it. And as part of that, that that stand gets redeveloped. The changing rooms then get done. Everything looks rosy, but the, the rest of the ground itself does need a little bit more to it, whether it's still at National League standards, I don't quite know. I, I would have said so personally. Um, I've been going to Parkview Road since I was growing up. My dad used to take me there quite often to watch games. And to be honest, when I went last Saturday, it's the first time for probably good on 20 years. And I don't think much of it changed at all in you know in that time. And unless they're going to do what it was, it's for it. Where they got the uh, <laughs> the housing is going to be like those those uh, container container. <laughs> it could be, could be, yeah. Piled on top of each other. Yeah. <laughs> never forget commentating there. I was on this stairway. And someone's someone's right behind me watching Commonation Street. <laughs> <laughs> it was their house. This container. It's like, what's going on here? <laughs> I mean, we all know at times it's quite a struggle for for, for a lot of non-league clubs as well. Um. We'll pick up on Kingstonian as well, who have just had a nomadic existence since AFC Wimbledon bought Kings Meadow off of them, and um, they're on the move again next year. I think it's to Chipstead. I think they've been showing Tooten and Mitchum this year. Uh, I have a feeling. I have a feeling it's Chipstead. 
Um, which actually their move has caused their manager Simon Lane to quit last week as well. Um, Rains Park. Rains Park, sorry. I, I know, I think they looked at Chipsbid or someone else was going there. I can't remember who it was, but um, they've had such, you know, again, a club loses its identity or tends to a little bit when it moves, when it moves ground as well. And when you ground share and you haven't got the income, it's hard to get, it's hard to get yourselves back into the area that you were that you were in. Um, now, how how much how much does it lose from not just from a, from a financial point of view, but from a generational point of view of spectators as well? I mean, I don't know, but I'm, I imagine if you looked at Kingstonians' average attendance over the last fifteen years, I can imagine it's gone down. And then and moving everything lock, stock and barrel to a different ground every two, three years as well. Um, I mean, we you also see a lot of clubs that move into a ground share just to achieve promotion as well. But there's no basis they've got anywhere which then allows them to keep moving that progress up. Is it something that maybe the FA, the leagues have to look at and... What's the not try and I suppose it in in a way uh, discourage it from happening? But how how do some clubs progress without being in their own area? It's very difficult. Yeah, very very difficult. Got It's you need your base, don't you? Mm. I look at um, MK Dons. You go all the way back there. It's Wimbledon. Um, Becomes it's almost it almost becomes like franchises, like franchises, yeah. Like you know, in the, with American sport, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders, Los Angeles Raiders, Oakland Raiders. You know, it's a franchise. It's as if like clubs are just going to go and well, we'll just move here and we'll just move there. MK Dons. Yeah, there's no, there's no soul, there's no soul. You are souls, but they're souls. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I just had a quick look over the last three seasons. Kingstonian's average attendance gone from three thirteen down to two two three. Yeah, yeah, sorry, and, it's and they're, they're, in struggling the last three they're struggling as well, aren't they? Yeah, mm, yeah, they got bottom the, of the league. Yeah, they got the second lowest attendance in the league behind Wingate and Finchley. Mm. It's like, how do you find a way? How do you find a way around it? Because there are so many clubs ground sharing these days as well that at some point the the um, sustainability once they reach a certain level in the pyramid is gonna is gonna run out. So are we gonna see in even a short two two to five years time that some clubs are gonna disappear because they haven't got that base? Yes, yeah. they'll disappear, but then they'll come back as a uh, a phoenix at a at a level where they don't have to have those facilities and they'll play on something just above park level. Um, the other problem with ground sharing, of course, is the the state of the pitches. Can pitches cope with the extra footfall on them um, in terms of grass? I mean, the the four Gs will be fine, but. Um, well, there's also yeah. You, you mentioned you mentioned that, Chris, because obviously in, in in our league we've got Truro sharing with Taunton, 
Yeah. Yeah. And and pitch can't hold water. So no. the amount of postponements going on at the moment is absolutely mm. ridiculous. I don't think there's been a game there for about four weeks, is there? No, easily. No. Um, no. So they're still they're still going to be playing in August. Mm. To get these to get these games on, I don't I don't know how they're going to do it if it stays as wet as it has been. So didn't a lot of thought didn't go into that one. I don't think. <laughs> what happened with Truro and um, Plymouth Park? That Park the pitch. Uh, no, same problem there. The pitch. I'm guessing Torquay and Weymouth both said no, so I'm sure they'll be a little bit closer. They've done Torquay before. Have they? Yeah, and then they, I think they went to Torquay, then they moved back home again to Truro, and then moved back out again. And then, again, a little bit like King Stadium, not such a grand scale, but they've had a little bit of a nomadic existence again, approaching around grounds, um, which has probably cost them a lot more money than Mm. if they'd have stayed put. I don't... I don't know if the if the leagues or the FA need to be a bit tougher on, on clubs and say, look, unless you've got a sound business plan that you will be back where you should be within no more than five years, then you've got to stay put. You know, you can't allow it. It's pizza. You get to the situation you've got at Taunton where Churro are trying to play on a pitch that Taunton can't even play on and the season's yeah. got to be finished by the end of April ready for playoffs. It's you know I mean it to be to be fair you could find in April if you live in Taunton you could go and watch a game every night of the week from yeah. Saturday Saturday through to the following Saturday and have Sunday off and start again because it'd be so it's much like fun. A, it's like a groundhopper's <laughs> wet dream, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Except without the groundhopper. Without the groundhopper, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it's like in, maybe... The, in the Northern League, you know, in the Northeast, you know, um, Mark Carruthers. Did a bit of um, a bit of maths the other day, and there are two clubs in the Northern League set up who've got to play every three point two days between now and the the scheduled end of the season to get their games in, and that is if there are no more postponements either, which will not happen. There's got to be more postponements because of the fact that the pitches are absolutely saturated. Um, up here, I've, I've um, this, the amount of flooded fields is just... Un- I've never seen anything like it. So, um, in fact, the Northern League have just applied today um, to the FA to try and get the season extended because every every club is behind and two of them um, have to... You know, most clubs will have to play between four every four and five days, but two of them have got to play every 3.2. And one of them is Jarrow FC in the Northern League Second Division. They haven't had a home game since October. Jesus. That's crazy, isn't it? And again, that sort of thing as well doesn't help income and expenditures, does it? Not at all. Uh, the amount of water we've had up here, that it's just been incessant. So, uh, yeah, no home game since the third week of October. I think when I was having a look at it earlier, Chris, as well, um, Division 1, 230 games have been played. By now, it should have been 280. So there's still 150 fixtures to complete. And in Division 2, 290 have been played. 320 should have been completed, with 172 still to be played. And we're 
a week from the end of Feb. Yeah. Crazy. So it's and until the sun gets higher during the day, there's no way of getting these pitches dried out. We only need a couple of hours of rain and they're gone again. Is it is it down to not just the weather, but are there too many cup competitions up there? Was there not enough fixtures in that first eight eight to twelve weeks of the season? Perhaps I haven't if I'm honest, I I, I didn't look at the early programme, but the the usual um, cup competitions have been scrapped. Um, so there's no League Cup this year now. They've, they've scrapped it. Um, but obviously, look at Wickham, who got to the last 16 of the Vars. They've had they've had postponements through that. There's a lot of clubs got to the last 32. So when now you're supposed to be playing catch-up on your fixtures, you can't because the pitches are just so saturated. I suppose it, the, the, there's going to have to come a point where, and this is a, it's another argument about money not drip-feeding down from the higher levels. Football, football authorities are going to have to help clubs get, get drainage in because... It's too expensive to just put 4G pitches everywhere. Clubs haven't got the money to do that. But drainage, decent drainage, is a lot cheaper than 4G. Um, and if it can put some drainage in, and you've got a better chance at least. It's going to need it's going to need investment. Otherwise, we're going to get this every year. Without investment, there's going to be this problem every year, as we seem to get periods of, you know, heavier rain. I'm not going to go into the global warming thing. It's a football podcast, but. Um, this is we're going to see this more often. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code Listen to get fifty dollars off your purchase of five hundred dollars or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I think it's what, what I'm trying to get at. And we've, we've discussed it before ourselves, you know, not mentioning the beginning part of the season. Mm. Yeah. Where you get, you know, you get a game each week for like the first six weeks or, or maybe just one midweek thrown in. Like, well, there's plenty of time there to, to use yes. to, to get games on. So the league have got to look at, you know, top loading the beginning of the season. And then if there is a few p- postponements, then you can recover from it. Um, yeah. Otherwise, like you say, Chris, if you're playing every 3.2 days... <laughs> Um, there was a team last season, wasn't it? Was, was it Chesant? Chesant who had some stupid run of... Yeah, somebody had quite a long... Uh, yeah, it might have been Concord, actually, as well. It was Concord. He was con- sorry, it was, it, was, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was Concord, sorry. Yeah, that's right, um, yeah. But they had a stupid run of games. Yeah, same again this yeah. year. Yeah. 
I think it's funny though because you... it sounds it sounds like you two have been reading the program columns I've written today because my point was exactly <laughs> this on 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 drainage and um, front front loading the season as well, but also yeah. within that, why not make some of the cup competitions the last week of pre season so that that week actually means something when you're tuning yourself up to start, and that takes a couple of weeks out. Yes. In these first three months, when you could be fitting league games in, agreed. The other, the other thing, if you started your league campaigns a week earlier, you could also have one extra free weekend for the FA competitions. So where you have um, in the Vars and the Trophy, the relevant leagues have a free Saturday for the first mm. and second round. Yeah. You, if you started a week early, you could perhaps have the third round or the equivalent free. And then it means that clubs who are already um, out of competitions could perhaps rearrange games far more easily mm. if they haven't got fixtures already in. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it, it just might just take that bit pressure off because it generally when you've got you get long cup runs and bad weather. It's a recipe for disaster. And this is where the Northern League in particular, because they've had a decent FA Vars this year, um, is, and, and, and clubs are now, well, in the shit, basically, aren't they? I mean, poor Jarrow, you know, haven't had a home game since October. Just ridiculous. They've still played two more home ga- two more games than Wickham have played in total. They've only played 20 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wickham because of their, you know, got to the last sixteen of the Vars. Yeah. So, um, and and their their pitch, the drainage at Wickham at the Glebe isn't great, and it's uh, it's also a shared ground. It's a cricket ground as well. So the the, the, the it all just it's all going to go a little bit pitong, I think, because if Wickham if they're trying to extend league seasons, well, the cricket season starts normally second third week of April. So ah, uh, no one cares about cricket. It sounds like we need some ground chairs up there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we? Anyway, good luck to those clubs that are going to be playing uh, playing every three point 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 two days. If there's any uh, any any ground hoppers knocking around that want a northern a northern trip in a in a few oh, weeks' yes. time, I think they're gonna get a week's worth, aren't they? They as are it, indeed as it goes. So uh, yeah. Good luck to them, especially uh, at least the weather's not been uh, too bad down here for um, for the last few weeks. We've managed to uh, get some football in, even uh, not just on the three uh, Gs as well. But um, Pete, you can talk some worthing as you've not not been here for seven months. What? <laughs> it hasn't been, it hasn't been that long. Get <laughs> um, there's, there's only one thing I need to say about Worthing, isn't there? Ollie Pierce, Ollie Pierce. Words. Ollie Pierce scored in his last nine games in a row 17 goals in those nine games, Blimey. and he's now up 32 for the season. He's scored nearly half of well, all of Worthing's goals all season in the league, isn't he? I think we scored 74. 70... Oh, I had a quick look a second ago. Seventy-two, I think. The only team to score, the only team to score more is Chesterfield in the national in the whole national league. Yeah, in the whole English leagues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Chesterfield first, Worthing second. Um, but it's it's madness. Um, <laughs> if you want entertainment, six four mm. Stover, mm. four 
and then four one the weekend against Weymouth. Obviously, down to ten men after fifteen. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's entertaining. Can I ask a question? Take your eyes off it. Go on, ask me a question. They're sending off on Saturday. Which I one? watched it. Which one? Uh, Which one? Uh, Livesy, Livesy Austin, is Livesy it? Austin, yeah. Right. Yeah. right. I saw it, watched it on the highlights, and I watched it three or four times. And for me, it didn't even look like he touched him on the highlights. Right. Um, was it? Was it a bad tackle? Was it? Right. Um, I don't know if you've been to Weymouth. No. We're in their main stand, which is very tall. Yeah. And we were right at the back of it. Okay. So. Well, I didn't get the best view, but I was speaking to a Weymouth fan at half time and he said, yeah. No way on earth is that a, a red card. He said, Possibly a yellow, but yellow at, mo- yellow at most. I mean, he went flying in, but it genuinely looked like he just, he, he was nowhere near him. Yeah. So that's, I, 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 I looked at it and I was, I was a bit unsure, but like I interviewed Gary Alfick after the our defensive coach. Yeah. Um, and he said, "The thing is, um, you go, you go to ground these days. You're giving the referee a decision. Yeah, and that was the referee's decision. So, yeah. And then just, it Hinch didn't look it for me. Yeah. So, and then Hinch got, yeah. got sent off as well, didn't he? So. Yeah, Hinch got sent off, and then um, Coldwell got sent off as well. I didn't. Yeah. Where's the um, consistency suddenly come from, Pete? Because obviously we saw, you know, two or three months ago that." There'll be a, a cracking home result, and then they're going to be four leaked away from home. But we think they seem to find out all those all those issues. Um, I think it's in in defence mainly. Uh, obviously, Jeffries Jeffries came in for Southampton um, in goal, and you, you you saw a bit more confidence in the defence, mm. in my opinion, because at times before defenders were a bit. Tentative to to go back to the goalkeeper at yeah. times. Yeah, understand um, that. Yeah, so yeah, I think I think there was just a, a bit more confidence, and then obviously he's brought Alfie Young back from Ramsgate. Ramsgate, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's brought Alfie 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 Young back in. Um, played for us for seasons before he left uh, under a bit of a cloud. Uh, don't know what happened there, but he's back, which is a good thing. A few seasons later. Um, so yeah, and obviously uh, we've got Dylan Farge in. Um, he's he's been very good, and old um, Jack Wadden got him in as well after Ricky Aguilar went. But uh, yeah, everything everything looks looks rosy. And, you know, I think we've scored thirty goals in ten games. It's not bad going, is it? So if I'm you want entertainment, if you want entertainment, you know where to come. I, <laughs> I was at I was at the Dover game, and I think. Obviously, Pete does commentary, and I think I'm going to probably be a little bit more blunt. I thought when Jeffries got injured, um, if he hadn't have got injured, I think it'd probably have been six or seven nil. Yeah, I think. I think. Unfortunately, Rocco Reeves, a goalkeeper, would do a good turn at at another club, but I don't think he's right for Worthing, which is a shame. I know Pete probably can't say that, but I'll say it as a someone who's watched Worthing for 20 odd years and doesn't really have an affiliation to go in there I don't think he was good enough he's good enough to play there and he was at fault for the first goal certainly the free kick that he conceded was I don't know if you guys have seen the highlights but was um, I think as a goalkeeper if that's the first thing you've got to do when you come in when you come on the pitch and you make that sort of mistake you're you're on for you're getting your own head in that situation 
Yeah, I agree. Um, but I think I think that that uh, Dover game for yeah for definitely I think it would have been maybe six one six nil. Um, I think the goalkeeper really helps the back four because it's a young back four now, isn't it? Now pretty well, fairly young back four now. Aaron's sort of retired. Yeah, Aaron's seen. So I think yeah, I think having yes, it's a young goalkeeper. It's a young goalkeeper from a championship side, top of the championship, isn't they second. Um, yeah, I think the goalkeeper makes a big difference. I don't think the goal, the defence trusts Rocco as much as they necessarily should. Um, it's quite diplomatically put. Yeah, <laughs> I could have been really blunt, and normal guys would be really blunt, but I don't want him to like. Maybe I'm not saying he does listen to us, but if he does, I don't want him to think that I'm bashing him. But I don't think that he's the right fit for Worthen. There we go. That's a game of opinions, isn't it? At the end of the day, yeah. yeah. You know, and that's what that's that's what football's built on. And you know, at, at least on something like a podcast, you can have a sensible debate about it as well. Pete, if the season finished tomorrow, yeah, and the playoffs started, who would you fear most playing out of the sides that are sitting in the other places at the moment? Chelmsford. Mm, okay, I agree with that. <laughs> what about Bath? Um. I don't fear Bath. No. Okay. They're a, they're a good team. Um, mm. They should have beat Yeovil. I watched them. Uh, I think it was about, got to be about six weeks ago now, um, against Yeovil. And they were well on top against Yeovil. And Yeovil, you know, sneaked to, sneaked to 1-0 win. Um, so Bath, Bath are a good team. They've got some good players. But I've sort of speak to their commentator quite a bit. And... Um, He's dreading coming here. <laughs> oh, bless him. Oh, so yeah, on TNT as well, isn't it? In next month as well. Yeah. That should be a really good game, actually. That's probably one of the best games they could have picked for TV, I think. Yeah, it, it should be a real good game because obviously we've done them twice. We've done them in the FA Cup and we've done them at their place. I think it's 3 0 at their place, if I remember rightly. Off the top of my head, yes. I, and I can't remember the FA Cup score now. But we've we done them in the Cup. So we've got. To two resorts against them this season, so hopefully we'll be able to get the third. Uh-huh. And hopefully, yeah, the new stand will be open as well. Ooh, very That's exciting! It, it depends on the weather, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of concrete to go down, so it it depends on the weather. Um, but hopefully, the, yeah, Keith, the uh, general manager, is hoping to push the timetable a week forward to get it completed for TV. Brilliant stuff, Chris. Uh, so, any ground hoppers get down there? <laughs> yeah, Sunday, Sunday the twenty fifth of March, twenty fifth of March. I want to say, yeah, yes, on a Sunday as well. So, you can yeah, the game. And have a no excuse. Go to church and then and then down to uh, down to the other sure. church. On side. <laughs> Chris, down yeah. Field, Darlington Four. What on earth happened? Robert Briggs got sent off in the tenth minute. And um, oh, you can't use it. We, uh, what our player got sent off, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we we played well in the first half, we were well organized, and second half just a bit different. We didn't seem to get going at all. Um, and once they get a goal, it's it's tough after that. Um, uh, it was just one of those days, you've got to put it behind you. You know, we went out to nine men for the last 10 minutes, get that sending off was a shocker. Um, no way, not even a yellow card. Um, 
awful refereeing decision purely because of the player, the Darlington player, you'd thought he'd been um, shot in the back. Um, his reaction was a disgrace to football and he got a kid sent off. Um, a Darlington player, whilst all this was going on, a Darlington player came over and had a drink next to the dugouts and said to, to our lads, it wasn't even a foul. It was, he, and but having watched the highlights, well, actually, Will, who got sent off, I, he showed me the footage and he clearly wins the ball. It was a good tackle. Um, I hope they appeal. They might not, but I hope they do because we've got good grounds for appeal. And Cedric Main scores against South Shields again. Um, <laughs> it just it was written in the stars, as they say. Um, but it's it as we say, football is a funny old game. You know, we, we go to Gloucester, one of the longest journeys of the season, get a great five nil win. Yeah, having having drawn with Scarborough the week before and played very well, and having drawn, beaten Hereford, you then go to Alfreton and, and you concede early and you, you dominate the game on a difficult pitch, but the final third, it was, wasn't there. And on Saturday, it was just one of those days. Um, but you just move on. Um, I'm still confident that we, we're going to be okay. We might, we might make the playoffs. We've got obviously Scunthorpe tomorrow night, Tuesday night, uh, which is going to be a humdinger. Really looking forward to that. And then we're, we're down to Banbury on Saturday, Ox, Oxfordshire, National League North, and down to Oxfordshire we go. And that's a game we're going to. Ronnie and I are going to be commentating on that. So looking forward to that one because we're, we're going to stay overnight. So we're looking forward to that. But the, the problem is at South Shields that you know we've brought we've brought we've brought Jordan Hunter back on loan from Gateshead. John Lefudu has gone on loan to Spenny Moore. Um, Jordy Mongoy has gone on loan to Billericay. Um, so those bits of business I've got no problem with. One of the problems, though, is the fact that the club is club is up for sale, and at the moment it looks like Gary Little cannot play our our centre half um, with over five hundred football league appearances behind him. Can't play. It's a big loss because, that, yeah, purely because if he plays another game, he triggers a clause in his contract which guarantees him another twelve months next season. Uh-huh. And obviously the club is up for sale and it could be just part-time next year where he's on a good, good full-time contract, but allegedly one of the highest earners at the club. So the club can't afford, can't afford for that to kick in. So to be fair, Dylan Morse, the centre has been fantastic since he's come in. He's been with the club for years now. He's been excellent. So it's a bit, it's, ah. Oh, it's it, it's funny, but it, well, actually, if you look at South Shields, that in a nutshell is the National League North this season. You win some, you lose some. Yeah, and that is why the league is the way it is. And after all of that, we're still just three points off the playoffs. So it, it's that's why I'm not getting too downhearted. I was going to say that's the that is the good thing about the North this year is that you can lose a, a game here, win a couple, and you just don't lose touch, do you, with that top bit? You don't, but the other, for Darlington, um, I still think they'll go down. I, 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 mm. Yeah, they were on, it was only 11 v 11 for 10 minutes, but in that 10 minutes, I thought, no. Nah. And then Darlington took, took so long to break us down. I, they, they don't, to me, look, don't, they don't look as though they've got enough to stay up. Having watched everyone now, um, I don't think they've got enough to stay up. I think they will go down. I think it's a massive week this week with 
the midweek fixtures as well. Nine points. Mm. I mean, Darlington have got, I think, Boston at home tomorrow night or yeah. away. They've definitely got Boston anyway. They pick up three points there and then another three next Saturday. And all of a sudden mm. you've got nine out of nine. And it does become a little bit of a different story, doesn't it? It's a big ask, it but it can happen. It can happen. I, I just can't. I can't see it. I, I don't think they've got. I don't think. Darl- I'd like to be proved wrong because I want the northeast clubs to, to you know, to, we need the national league north to be more northern, and all that's going to happen if Darlington got relegated, and you look at who's coming down from the national league, it's going to be even worse. Mm. Uh, um, it's going to be even more of a southern national league north. So. Um, we want them to stay up, but I just can't see it. I don't think they've got enough. So, other than Darlington, obviously, Bishop Stortford have gone as well. Yeah, well, money on being the other two to go. Gloucester, without a doubt. Um, ooh, the other one. Toss up between Kings Lynn and Southport. Ooh, difficult. <laughs> I need to think, ask me again next time. Okay. That'll be the next question for for, <laughs> for James to ask in two weeks if he's not Southport. I'm going to say Southport. Yeah, we got pelters, Ronnie and I, because uh, when we commentated, said it before, they were the worst team we've seen this season. Um, but they're out of the at the moment. They're out of the relegation zone. Um, if they were, if they remained as bad as they were that day, they were for me. Bank has to go down, but I don't know. They've picked up a little bit. Other than the bottom two, their goal difference is shocking. Yeah. I mean, Kings Lynn. Oh. Go on. No, no, mate. They've conceded. I was going to say, they've conceded 61 goals this season. Yeah. Understandably so. They're, they're in my view, a poor side. Um, And are there four worse teams than them? Um, there are definitely three just as poor. Whether there's a fourth, I don't know. Kings Lynn, because they're full-time, aren't they, Kings Lynn? Mm, so yeah. it, you'd think they might have enough, but, it, but yeah, we need, I think we need another two or three fixtures just to sort sort the wheat from the chaff. Four teams have got to finish in the bottom four, and you never want it to be your team, but there's got to be four in there. And I know like making predictions at, at the beginning of the season. People are like, yeah. oh, we're not going to finish in the bottom four. Maybe you won't, but I've got to pick four teams to finish there, and I don't fancy right. the other twenty. I'm afraid. Sorry, that's how it I mean, goes. Glo- Gloucester and Bishops are nailed on, nailed on to go down. I mean, Bishops want want to go down. They need to get yeah. they need to get back local, and I think Gloucester would do well to go back local again because they've gone from full time to part time and haven't dealt with it well. They need to go down a level to get used to part time at, at, at a part time level. So. I think it would be good for their long-term future for both those clubs to go down for at least a year. Um, but the others, um, I mean, it could be catastrophic for Kings Lynn, you know, who were a year ago, you know, looking to try and get in, into the National League itself again. And So it's going to be a very interesting two or three weeks. Isn't it? Well, like Worthing, Barnett are on for a nine-point week at the moment until it comes to probably Tuesday night and, and we don't get one at all to shot but um, <laughs> we had a nice 4-2 winner filed on 
Saturday, considering their um, their good form at the moment, and they thumped Aldershot five nil during the week as well. And then, uh, ironically, I watched Aldershot play Altrincham on Saturday night, and um, Altrincham didn't didn't do very much in the second half. Aldershot scored twice just before half time as well, but deserved um, deserved their win and a, a good response to uh, to the to the five nil loss as well. But um, it's getting tight at the bottom of the National League. As well, bar um, Oxford City are a little bit drift at the moment. Um, everyone wants to uh, keep winning games down there as well. Do, but it's a very southern-looking bottom, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Oxford was it? Ebbsfleet, Woking, and Kiddy. Is it Kiddy at the moment? Yeah, Kiddy at the moment. Yeah. So it's gonna it's gonna make the might be one or two more very disappointed southern clubs come July. Yeah, very disappointing. Could be Oxford City in the north next year. Yeah, potentially, couldn't it? So and obviously, then you've got so you've got Oxford City, you've got Banbury, Oxfordshire. Yeah, you know, um, it's <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be bizarre. But it, it'll take. I've said before, it'll probably take about ten years for it to sort out as you get some of the northern clubs coming up. Um, some of the northeast clubs in particular, because if you look at the Northern Premier League, Radcliffe are, are running away, so they're going to go into National League North. Um, but if you look at who's coming down from this from the National League, it's it's um, it's quite. A, but Trev, Trev, what news today for Barnet FC? Yeah, we're going home sometime really? eventually soon. I know, very um very much out of the blue. Um at midday on Monday. Um the club released a statement from, from Tony to announce that for the last four years since the uh COVID season he's been in talks with the council of building a new home back in Barnet, exactly in the same spot as we wanted to be before we left, which <laughs> is extremely ironic in a fashion. Mm. So who knows? Two years, four years, six years, however long it's going to take to get the plan application through and build it, and a six, six to eight thousand seat stadium at South Underhill, where we always wanted to be. Have trouble filling that. To be, to be, be a bee. <laughs> I heard that. I'm pretty. good at this. I'm, like, I'm here all week. Sorry, Gaz, go on. I heard. I just heard what Pete said. I have trouble filling that as well. Yeah, we probably will. Do you know? And um, <laughs> I had. A, uh, someone had a, some Chesterfield fan had a pop in one of the National League groups, um, and um, uh, I can't remember what I put back to him. But um, who cares? Well, I tell you what, the best things that come out of today was I'd actually seen you stuff for words. And you actually were like you were quiet for a minute. You didn't really know well, what to say. <laughs> well, no, because the no one knew that was coming. No one at all. Um, I know a lot of people that know. A lot of people within the club. I know a lot of people within the club. A lot of my friends get the same information as me and none of us had an inkling that that was coming out today. Um, you know, we've been gone from, we've been gone from the hive, uh, from the hive, sorry, from Barnet for, for 10 years. Um, you know, as much as everyone loved, loved Underhill, it was far easier for me to get to. Um, the, the, the journey up to this new one would be slightly easier um, from, from where I am, but you couldn't keep sticking, putting sticky plasters over everything that went wrong at the hive and just chuck more money after, uh, after it. So 
the the, the move needed to happen. Um, people weren't happy with it. He he's always maintained Tony that you find me a site in Barnet that we can build on. If I get planning permission, back we go. Simple as that. So um, we, we we were just discussing actually before we came on came on air to record. Um, he's been chair at the club thirty years, mm. which in anyone's book is just a, a massive amount of time for any any man to spend running a football club. Um, so if it becomes his his uh, his final legacy and sells the club on from from that, then he's he has he's taken his time, but he has delivered on his promise. Mm. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens in um, in the next few weeks, but. Looks 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 rather impressive. No, we ain't going to fill it with six to eight thousand. But do you know what? I don't really care. I like having space. Well, you might not fill it, but you've got a better chance of getting a few more in. Um, yeah, there's 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 people even now. Um, a, a lot of people have come back this season that had previously never entered the hive. Um, mm. They were that adamant about not going, literally because of what Dean and his team have put together on the pitch over the last two years that people have brought back into it. Um, there's people that have drifted away to watch Hadley um, and a couple of other clubs that are still around around the, the Barnet area as well. So mm. whether it will actually attract them back, again, um, I don't know. Who knows? Depends what he calls it. If he calls it Cleanthus Towers, then, uh, we, you know, there might be a few people that take a bit of umbrage to that. But, you know, it might, <laughs> might be the... Might be the Amazon Stadium or something like that. Who knows? Stadium TK. Stadium TK, yeah. Do you know what? That really wouldn't surprise me. It really wouldn't. So, um, yeah, my um, my phone's... Everything's been blowing up all day when something like that comes out that's just, you know, completely out of the blue and, and unexpected and whatnot. So how I actually managed to get any work done today, I've got absolutely no idea, but... <laughs> there we go. Hope, hopefully, we'll 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 uh, turn into three points at Aldershot on Tuesday, and um, another three points on Saturday as as well. But right, we're getting to uh, get towards the 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 end of the show. But I think, Gaz, you've got one or two shout outs, haven't you? Uh, yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> Croydon. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, here we go. I'm here. I'm back in the room. On. Back in the room. Uh, yeah, uh, oh man, my mind has gone blank. Shall I refresh it for you? Yeah, you can you can give it a shout out. Ryan Hall. <laughs> Ryan Hall, that's it. Point three one seconds, the fastest goal yeah. ever, where ever we believe, don't we? Yeah, in non-league apparently. In fastest non-league. goal in non-league. Looked like quite a good one as well from my from the video. Yeah, was it was. In, yeah, uh, I, no. My first thought when I saw it was, why have more? Why have more clubs not done that? Yeah, yeah. It was wind assisted. They, they do try. I've seen. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I've I, seen I, 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 yeah. To be honest, I, 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 I'm really surprised it doesn't happen a lot more. I really am. You know, ninety percent are going to clear the bar, but that ten percent, be a worldie, isn't it? Yeah. The other way, if you, you look at it another way, if you do hit it over the bar, the, the, the opposition have got a goal kick mm. and you're in their final third. Yeah. So rather than faff about and, you, you know, it normally starts with a pass here and a pass there and it goes out for a throw, the opposition are on the back foot. Sounds like Rappi Tim Flowers football, eh? Yeah, you, 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 <laughs> can, you can 
you can then start your high press without any energy being dropped whatsoever. Absolutely. Yep. Anything else, Gaz, with your light bulb on now? Farnham Town. Farnham Town. Farnham Town. Still, you love, you still, love Farnham Town. Still unbeaten in the league this season. After how many wins? <laughs> 23 from 23. 23 from 23. Told you. There we go. What would you do without your little auto cue prompt, eh? I'll be honest with you, I've sat with a bag of Milky Bar and a bottle, and a bottle of water. I've got no notes or anything around me tonight. The boy knows how to live, don't Every, Everything I've given has been a quick Google search before I do it. <laughs> <laughs> and you put me on the spot, so yeah. <laughs> well, as we, we're mentioning Farnham, though, we need to also mention Cray Valley is still unbeaten in the Ishmael South East Division, which I'm just about to pull up some stats. I think they played 20, they played 25. I think Steve McKimson, they've still not lost an yeah. away league game yet. And they're 25, like 118, drawn seven. There we go. And there is also one other, if I can find who they are. I really should have taken a picture the other day when I saw it. But I found the third one. It's Hamworthy Recreation, who are third in the Wessex League Division 1 at step six. Um, they're not top of the league, however despite not tasting the defeat yet, but they've got four games in hand on both Downton and Millbrook. They're a point behind Millbrook and two points behind Downton. So there are our uh, there are our three unbeaten sides left in the non-league game. Um, any other shout-outs, Pete, Chris? Shout-out. I'm going to give a shout-out to Radcliffe in the Northern Premier League. They're doing so well. I'm delighted for them. Um, good club, some good folk, but in the in the in the backroom team, um, and they clearly got it. They've got it right. They, they know the league inside out. They've been at that at that level for several years, and I'm delighted to see it's coming to fruition for them. And, and hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll see them in the National League North next season. Hey, anything? Oh, yeah. Um, can we? Because it's because it's partially for charity. Can we get the Rebel Yell T-shirt out there? You can get the Rebel Yell T-shirt out there. Off you go. Get it yeah, out there. It's it's a in conjunction with the Two Face Twins who are artists in Worthing. Um, uh, if you go on Rebel Yell's Twitter, you'll you'll find the picture of it. But it's a it's it's a new, new sort of football shirt with the. Uh, it's quite um it's quite loud. <laughs> That's what um, I thought. Yeah, picture of the pier. Uh, Worthing Pier on it, obviously, because of uh, Worthing fans have got the uh, Pier of the Year song when we go anywhere up north because most of these places haven't got a Pier, so if you sing <laughs> Pier of the Year, you'll never sing that. Um, so we think Rebel Yow, and uh, part of the money that we raise is going to the Worthing Food Foundation, and you can buy them on, online at rebelyow.live if anyone, like I say, it's a limited edition shirt, so. Um, and I know James and his Oppo Spencer have put a lot of work and effort into it. So, uh, yeah, we're trying to raise some money as well as uh, everything else. So that's Fantastic. It. Brilliant stuff. Great stuff, Pete. Um, Chris, what have you got? What have you got on the next couple of weeks, game-wise? So, tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, home to Scunthorpe United. Should be a cracker. Um, Saturday, down to Banbury. Um, we're going to have a Ronnie, myself, and my two lads are going to have a nice overnight stay in Banbury. Um, go down 
Saturday morning and then come back Sunday. Um, so looking forward. I should be a, never been to Banbury before. Never been to Banbury United before. It's so, nice, Banbury. Yeah, and we are back. That's going to be taking the wife. <laughs> That's because no, the wives are away. The wives are away themselves, so we're taking the opportunity to 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 do this. Um, so it's just going. It's just boys on tour, I guess. Um, I've got video yeah. diaries, please. I've got, <laughs> I've got. I know the address of the strip club, Chris. So I'll send it to you. <laughs> that don't surprise me either. Unfortunately, <laughs> my youngest son's only seventeen, and well, he'll be all right. Well, that's what fake IDs are for, isn't it? <laughs> Don't condone that. Don't condone that. Don't condone that. Pete? I think I, I could cope with a pair, pair of breasts at 17, so I'm sure I ain't <laughs> We're talking games, not tits. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> where, where am I going Saturday? We're at home against Braintree. Ooh, who we beat in the, uh, in the playoff semi last year. So, semi. Yeah, and they done us. They done us. They done us at their place four 0 didn't they? Yes, yes. Revenge on the cards. Earlier in the season, um, a few teams done us four 0 away, but less said about that. But we're second in the table, so yeah, well, water I'll ask for more than that. Water Gaz, you're going to yep. get spotted at a game tomorrow night, aren't you? On I Tuesday. am. Go. Yeah, Tuesday night. Oh, a proper game. Yeah. A relegation six point. I have, have you know. Which uh, is. Eastbourne versus Haven't and Waterlooville. Lovely. Yeah. I think having working with Eastbourne Borough, I think that they're all hoping that they get they think they they believe that one result will just sort of kick them on a little bit. They were hopeful against Chelmsford at the weekend. Probably a little bit over where they should be, but I think mm. yeah. I'm I'll fancy them tomorrow, so I'm going to go and taste the burger that I'm selling them every week. So, <laughs> no food poisoning Wednesday morning. No, <laughs> Play myself. I haven't decided yet. I told you the other day. I literally decided on a Thursday or a Friday. Oh right? yeah, yeah, you did actually. Yeah, yeah. But if you tell me where you're going, I might tell you whether I'm going there as well or not. We'll <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, avoid it. Yeah, yeah, I'll try. Um, well, well, I'm at order shop Tuesday night um, for for Barnet. Um, Saturday at the moment, potentially Dorking and Ebbsfleet, potentially, but may end up somewhere else. Um, I haven't really decided, so I've I'd look around. Farn, I'm beating Farnham at home, so that is a possibility. Um, and I did look for Abbey Rangers because of the burger, but they're yeah. away. Oh. Um, and then next Tuesday, we host the champions elect Chesterfield at the oh. Hive. So, oh, you know, mini, mini crosses for them too, without a win. You know, looking, mm. a bit, looking a bit dodgy up there for them. Um, I'm on a half day next Tuesday. Oh, yeah? It's tough at the top. Mm. It is tough at the top. Um, <laughs> and uh, no idea the Saturday after that. I can't think where I am. No idea. No idea. And then we're back to recording again. So all yeah. of us out of games, apart from James. Never mind. Anyway. If he was dedicated to the non-league cause, if I had a non-league game in whatever country he's... um. Shacked up in. You would hope so. You would hope so. Yeah, <laughs> wherever the he- wherever the hell he is in the world, James, find a non-league game, please. And if you're in the states, we class the MLS as a non-league game. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. Anyway, that's it from the four of us this evening. Thank you very much for listening. Um, please share the pod around. 
Uh, follow us on Twitter, on X, whatever you want to call it, Facebook, Instagram. I don't know what else. No one calls it X. It calls all Twitter stuff. They don't, do they? Yeah, everyone calls it no. Twitter because it still is a it still is a tweet. And I know it's, it's so annoying because people say, "Oh, it's," and they say it on the news things on on X, formerly known as Twitter. On yeah. X, formerly known as Twitter. I just call it bloody Twitter, and everyone. Yeah, precisely, <laughs> precisely. Yeah, find us all on there. So from Chris, Gaz, Pete, and myself. Good night. I'll see you in two weeks' time. All Here right. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.